Welcome to the Authentic Mama podcast. This is Amy Mulder, the Authentic Mama. And today we're talking about what they believe, passing on your faith or not passing on your faith. How do you pass on your faith in the world we live in? And how much influence do we really have on what our kids believe? Episode 28 of Authentic Mama, coming right now. It's an important question, what we believe. You know, um, what you believe about God and the origin of the world and, and what should be your driving force in life, that's a really crucial thing that you live your life by. Um, and as a, as a pastor, as a Christian, I want my boys to know this is what I believe and why I believe it. But I also know that I want to pass on my faith. I want them to know Jesus. I want them to have experiences getting to, for their faith to be their own. And because I'm a pastor, you know, I'm a mama, but also a pastor. Because I'm a pastor, when I tell people I'm a pastor, I receive all of the information. People tell me, oh, I don't believe in God, or oh, I don't want to. And the question that's been coming up in several different circumstances Um, in several different ways, is that people have been saying to me, well, I just want my kids to think whatever they want about God or the origin of the world, or I don't want to influence, I don't want to tell my kids what to believe. I want them to discover it on their own. And And actually, I've heard Christian parents say it differently. Um, They will say it like this, well, you can't force them to go to church. You can't force them to believe what you believe. And I always was asking the question within the midst of that, well, I never was talking about forcing them. So there's an interesting thing that's going on with me as a mom. I am investing my life in preaching the gospel of Jesus, saying, if you believe in Jesus, your life will be better. Not only that, if you walk around forgiven and know that Jesus has forgiven your sins, you will have victory to see every day. And I'm not saying that every person I meet, I'm not um, saying that I, that I don't think if they would put their trust in God, if they would put God number one in their life, their life would be better. Their life would have more. I believe that with everything in me. And here I am a parent of three very individual kids. And the question is, how do I share my beliefs and tell them what I believe and pass on my faith, the legacy of my life, but not manipulate, control, and um, be abusive in passing that faith on? When I've asked this to several of you, I kind of crystallized a lot of what you said on my Facebook post, and I really appreciate everyone joining in. 
And there's a lot of things I want to say about this. If you are listening to this podcast and you are not a believer in Jesus, I want to let you know that I think if you don't believe in God, that and that's a big truth for you, and that's something that's central to your life, that your kids should want to know why that is and your journey in coming to those beliefs. Or if you don't like a church, tell them why. Um, so as I speak, I'm going to be talking more about Jesus and Christ because that's just my wheelhouse. That's the perspective I come from. But it seems to me that if you have made the decision not to believe in God or not to believe in Jesus, or you are like, we don't go there because, that your kids need to know that too. So I'm coming from my perspective. I'm speaking from my experience. But I just want to tell everybody, we... My first thing that I want you to know is we need to tell our children what we believe, why we believe it, and how, and our journey to get there, because the crucial age of recruitment for every cult that is destructive and will take you decades out of your kids' lives, or every relationship that is abusive where kids will lose all sense of reality, the, the age of that is 18 to 24. So if you have chosen to be hands-off and lackadaisical with telling your kids about your beliefs, let me tell you, there might be another group that comes to them from 18 to 24, and they could be um, stuck in a cult. And I just, I want to, I want to impress upon you, and I know I watch a lot of cult documentaries, so I may have some sort of weirdness in this. I want to impress upon you that, um... If you do not share your belief experience, someone else will. And the absence of you sharing will just leave a wide open door for any crazy USA thing to come through. I just watched The Way Down, which is about the Way Down Enterprise, and that is some crazy stuff. I encourage you to find it somewhere It is in, if it interests you. And the, the, the dad that has lost his daughter, his daughter just got married to a guy in the cult and she's not allowed to talk to them and they feel like their daughter is lost to them and they're, they're keep trying to say, Hey, we're here for you. But she keeps getting, they keep getting shunned by their daughter. They said, I told my daughter about the dangers of addiction. I told my daughter about how to eat right and be healthy. I never thought I had to prepare her against a cult. So I just want to impress upon you very strongly that whatever you believe, whatever your spiritual journey Please tell your children because we all need to give them something to hold on to. Now, my perception, my focus, my calling, my vocation, my love of my life is Jesus. So as I continue to talk about what what I believe, Jesus is going to come up. But we all need to make sure that we are having conversations with our children about beliefs and where they are in the world, and what they are. So the, a lot of you talk to me on Facebook about this, so this is the first thing. Tell your children your own story. That's what everybody was saying. I hope that my story speaks. Your story does speak. Your teenager, your children may never seem like they are listening to you. But the story of what you believe and how you believe it and how you came to that, that's an important story and it's something you need to tell. Now, if you're like me and you're a fifth generation 
Christian, fifth generation Nazarene, um, and you're looking at your sixth generation Christian, sixth generation Nazarene, (laughs) and they may choose to be something else, you have a story that doesn't just involve your spiritual journey. My spiritual journey is when my faith became my own. That when I said when I was five years old and I said, I love Jesus so much, and it was so true then, it's still the same now, but it's not because I inherited faith from my parents. It's because I saw that faith lived out. I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that our family was centered on Christ, on reaching out to people that don't look like us, that need a place to stay. Um, there, I knew that there, that was the story and the story also is, the story also is that when we were Scottish in Scotland, we found the Nazarene church and this, uh, my denomination um, promotes not drinking. And that probably saved our family from years of alcoholism. I mean, that has part of the story, but my beliefs are this love of Jesus that has never failed me. And God's presence has never been away from me, even in dark, dark times. And when I've called upon the name of Jesus, All things have been possible in my life, not because of circumstances being different, but because Christ has filled me. And that's what I believe with the fiber of my being is that God's presence is always there. God's presence is always available right there for you and I. And let me tell you when I need God's presence the most. It's when I'm parenting, when I'm frustrated, when I can't um, see the other side, when, when circumstances are huge and circumstances are big. That's when I know what I believe. And what do I miss when my kids... Do not hear the story of God, of me being the, being loved by Jesus and loving Jesus. I miss the opportunity to share them that share with them why we pastor a church where there's not that many people, why we have stayed pastoring a church through embezzlement, betrayal, friendships, and people calling us names. I share that it's all about my personal relationship with the living God and with Jesus Christ. We have to share our story. Whatever your story is, your kids deserve to hear why you believe what you believe and what, what your spiritual journey has been. The moment that you decide that that is a secretive, private thing, that is the moment your kids will see no compass and they will find a truth, a truth somewhere. Your truth deserves to be shared. So please, parents, please, mamas, please, whatever your spiritual journey, tell your story. The second thing, besides tell your story, the second thing that you and I need to know is that this fallacy that there is no influence on our kids is just that false. I've heard people say, well, you know, I I don't want to... I don't want to impact them. I I want them, I want to give them freedom. Absolutely want to give them freedom. But do not forget that you are one of the greatest influences on your children, number one. And number two, something is influencing them. They are influenced in this world. They are influenced. 
the, the songs they listen to, the TV shows they watch, the, the TikTok videos that they invest in, the YouTube channels that they watch, which I don't get, guys. I don't get why my children watch other people playing video games. It is beyond me. But all I can tell you is these influence your children. And you, your example, the life you live out in the house you live in, influences your kids. We are pastors, Devin and I are. We preach. That's our vocation. That's our job. Our kids hear our sermons sometimes. Sometimes they don't listen at all. (laughs) And um, what does it matter to them if I am saying, be follow God, obey him, follow, get close to him. And I live completely differently in my home than I do at church. It really impacts me that if I turn out to be a hypocrite, which is my prayer every morning, Lord, help me be exactly who I am. You know, this whole podcast, Authentic Mama is, is, is based in that. I want to be real. When life is tough, I want to be real. When life is great, I want to be real. I just want to be true to who God is creating me to be. And if I'm a hypocrite, if my example is totally different than who I am in every sphere, it's not just me that will suffer because faking it is not a fun lifestyle choice. But my kids will never really believe in God. If I say, oh, trust God, and then I don't trust him, they're not going to. That's, that fills me with some kind of fear. But it also fills me with a sense of, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. So first of all, you need to tell your story to your children. And secondly, you need to accept the fact that someone, somewhere, something, media, whatever, is influencing your kids. And you've got to realize that you're influencing them too. But as I asked parents about this, the third thing that I wanted to say is that questions have to be okay in your house. Now I'm telling you this. I'm saying please ask, encourage your kids to ask faith questions. Please encourage your kids to be questioning all the time. I'm telling you this after I am struggling with some questions of faith that have come from my own kids. We are asking them to do devotions every morning and follow a Bible plan on the Bible app. We are trying to have conversations about God. But there's a big question mark. Why do this church is so small? Why are we giving all of our time to it? Who even cares what you do, mom? All this time you work and nobody notices. This it's a question of faith. But I lived in a house where asking God questions was not only accepted, it was encouraged. And having conversations about deep stuff was very much a part of my everyday. So that's the house I want to be. I'm not saying we've succeeded. 
it's been a frustrating couple of days. Devin and I both said this morning we would like to uh, throw in the towel for parenting just today, um, just today, and maybe the dog could parent and we could just go back to bed and not go to work. So, but I don't know about you, but don't you want to be the kind of place that when your kids grow up, they know that you've made mistakes, they know you've screwed up, but they know that they could ask questions and they could work out their salvation or they could ask you anything about anything. That's my, the desire of my heart. So tell your story of faith, accept that you are an influence on your kids, and encourage questions, ask questions, listen, and pray for a way not to react large if their answers or what they're saying does not conform with your beliefs. I need to let you know it's going to break my heart if my boys decide not to be Christians. That will break my heart. But I legitimately don't have anything to do with their relationship with Jesus. Now, I just told you how much influence I hope I have. I hope that the influence of Dad, Devin and my example show, shines brightly. I hope the influence is, is big and they want to have a life like we have and that our life at home is so full of joy that they want to create that kind of home for whatever they end up doing. But the, their faith journey is their faith journey. If they believe in Jesus, it's their choice. The most amazing thing about this God that I serve is that there is free choice. There's free will. That I can draw close to God, but he is not going to force himself on me. And on the, the subject of faith, there are a lot of places, a lot of churches that are very domineering. You will do these things and you will do this and you will accomplish these tasks and you will believe this and you will never question or ask why or anything. There's a lot of really heavy-handed legalistic places like that. And those don't create amazing disciples. They may create very obedient robots. And I don't want my boys to be a robot to faith. I want my boys to be vibrant in what they believe. I want my boys to walk in faith. And they can't take their own steps in faith if I am spoon feeding them how to walk every single moment. One of my friends on the post said their relationship, my children's relationship with Jesus needs to be their own. And I don't want to see themselves only in the light of my belief. I want them to believe for themselves. That's what I want. But how do we make sure that we present the choice, show the example of Christ with our lives, and keep our hands off of their faith and let their faith be their own? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm hoping that I present a whole toolbox of ways to follow God. I'm hoping I don't manipulate. And if I do, that God checks me and says, you will not be a manipulative mother. You will give them the choice, just like I gave you. You know, when I was born into Devin's family, when I was born, we had some sports teams. We lived in Texas. 
um, the Aggies. In Texas, you're either a UT fan or a Texas A&M fan. And my mom went to Texas A&M for her doctorate, so we were Aggies. And I didn't really you know, question that or go against that or, or, or talk about that. That was just the life I led. I was an Aggie fan. When I married Devin, he said, okay, Amy, we are U of M fans. I said, okay. I didn't question it. I didn't go, well, I don't know if I like U of M. U of M. I, I just was a U of M fan. That was it. And there was not this big, this big conversation. Devin has like Chicago teams, Chicago Cubs, Chicago Bears. We bought the shirts for the boys and we said, you're Chicago. It wasn't this big conversation. We didn't say, oh, do you choose another team? We'll be okay with that. If they chose another team, we would go, well, why would you choose that other team? (laughs) So it's so wacky to me in the light of this. So many things that we teach our children and we try to influence them that we have chosen to be silent on the most important issue that our kids face, what they should believe. And if you are believing something that you cannot support or stake or give conversation to or explain, you need to decide why you believe what you believe and why you don't believe what you believe and be able to articulate that. Even though I've, I've been closer to God, I've tried the world on. It always felt like an itchy sweater. I always felt very home at church. This is where I'm from. This is where I live. I will tell you, ever since that day, I have never been forsaken by the living God. And in the 11 years we've lived in Muskegon, the people of God, the people of this church that are no longer here, some of them are here, we, our hearts have been broken. Our names have been, we've been lied about. We've had some issues. And my boys have seen what we've had to go through. And I'm not sure I acted right. You know, I get really angry when I feel like there's an injustice or when my husband gets attacked. I get really angry when people misjudge my, my um, intent. I get really angry when life is, is not, does not make sense to me and people make up stories about me. It's happened. But I know whom I believe it, and I am persuaded that Jesus Christ is able to keep that which I've committed to him. And I know that the power of God will be with me all the days of my life because I refuse to try to live life on my own strength with my own reasoning and my own power. And no matter what my children choose and who they choose to serve, I want them to know about me that I am close to Jesus who created me. You see, that's the last and final thing that I want to say to you. We need to help them process faith with us. We need to realize that something is influencing them. But we also have to give them a choice. And we also have to respect whatever choice that they have. One of the most important things that I want to do as a mother, one of the most important things I want to do as a mother is give my boys wings. Give them wings. 
I want them to be able to fly away and be able, okay, hold on, bud. Okay, give me two seconds to, I was just finishing up. I just need to do this end. See, it's really their choice. Whether they serve, believe what you believe or not. Whether they carry on your family legacy or not. It's their decision. The life is that you've given your kids is their own at some point. And I am admitting to you how hard I'm having letting go. I'm having a hard time. I think I have controlling tendencies that God has <laughs> continually shaped up and shown me that I do not. Um, but I want to ask you, as far as faith goes, when you're trying to pass it on, are you trying to fence them in? Are you trying to fence in your children and make sure you keep the boundaries set and so that everything is prepared and, and easy and, and just knowing we have fenced in. This is what you believe. This is who we are. Or are you giving your kids wings? Are you building a fence? Are you letting them fly off on their own and know how to do it on their own? Know how to encounter life with a life of faith. Any controlled bit of faith will never stand long. But a faith that is your kid's own, where they believe what they believe and they know why they believe it and they are passionate about what they believe and what they believe is full of purpose and kindness and joy. That, that is what we all want. And that can only be if we intentionally let go and pray for wings. So I hope you can lead by example today. I hope you can lead by who you are. But whatever you do, make sure you tell the story of your belief that you know that all the kids are influenced, that you encourage questions and conversations along the faith, and that we all realize that the choice ultimately is theirs. Lord, may you help us today know that you love our children more than we do and that we can call upon your name to help us for every breath. This is Amy Mulder asking you to consider passing on your faith, but also knowing <laughs> that you can't shove it down their throats. This is the authentic mama saying, pass it on, don't shove it.